keeping students engaged can be really difficult this time of year. The weather is changing, holidays are approaching, and let's be honest, emotions are probably at an all-time high because everyone is ready for a break and for some time off. However, staying consistent is going to be the best way to successfully close out of this school year, and it also is the best way to resume after any break. So that's going to be next school year when you're coming back with your students. So today, I am diving into ways to engage those reluctant writers or any student who has a challenge with getting their ideas onto paper because there are ideas that you can get up and running immediately to help boost engagement and get those desired outcomes that you are looking for even at this time of year. So if you are ready for some of those ideas, I will meet you inside. Welcome to the Literacy Dive Podcast, a podcast for educators who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing instruction. I'm your host, Megan, a true lover of all things literacy. Join me each week as we dive into teaching tips, engaging ideas, and actionable step-by-step strategies and examples to help you close the gap and lead confidently with best practices. I'm all about keeping things simple and digestible so that you can implement what you learn here as soon as tomorrow. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Literacy Dive podcast. I have been hearing all the buzz across social media at how students are disengaged. They're becoming really, really bored. They're becoming off task and they're just checking out day to day. I can honestly say that leading up to the holiday, student engagement actually increased in my classrooms. And this is because I found it to be the perfect time to try new strategies and some new implementations. Whenever I would introduce new routines in December, students would return eager, ready to pick them back up in January. Or if I introduced a new routine in January, Students were highly interested because it was new, different, and something that was out of the norm. So no matter where you are, maybe you're trying to make it to the break, or maybe you're already thinking about returning in the new year, you can definitely entice your students and increase their excitement, especially around writing. So let's get right into some engagement strategies and things that you can try to add or to incorporate into your existing routine to get that spark that we desire. There are also ways that you can get students to write without them even realizing it. I like to call it disguising writing, and I'm going to share a few ways that you can do that as well. So my first tip for you is going to be to allow for variety, choice, and collaboration. The whole key for engaging a reluctant writer is going to be to figure out what they're interested in. And so if you can figure out what they're interested in and start drawing on your students' interests and what really, really makes them excited, that is going to be the key to getting in there and getting them to do a little bit of writing for you. What I love to do is I love to do interest surveys, and I don't just do them at the beginning of the year. This is super simple. It does not require you to do the fancy interest surveys that you can print off. Now, again, you can use them, but it doesn't require all that. Every now and then, every couple of weeks, every couple of months, depending on my audience of students, 
I will write up three questions on the board and I will have them get an index card and I will have them write their answer and turn it into me. Because what we know about kids is that one week they're really, really into some type of character they see on TV and the next week they're really, really into some new animal. And two weeks later, they are all about space. And so it's really important to survey them often. That way you can try to see if any of their trends have changed, if any of their interests have changed, and you can be able to move as they're moving to create that variety and to create that choice in the different activities that you choose to give to your students. So that is going to be one way that you can learn more about them. You also, if you have daily conferences or weekly conferences, you could also just ask them and get that information by speaking and doing a little interview with them. But the interest surveys are super quick. I found them to be super informative and they're very, very easy to implement. Now, with the collaboration piece, as students are getting in those upper grades, so much of what they have to do has to be independent. So I found that if you can put these moments intentionally in your schedule for collaboration, that is going to be a key piece of how you can start getting them to do a lot of the things that they were not doing by themselves. This is going to allow for parallel support. So if a student is kind of weaker in one area, but they're with a group or they're with another partner that can help them out, then they're going to be supporting each other. Also, it's going to remove that pressure because a lot of the time students are feeling the anxiety, they're feeling the pressure of seeing other people writing a lot and their ideas aren't coming out and they get stuck. And so with being in a group where they can collaborate or with another partner, that pressure goes away. This is also going to be really great for idea generation because now it's not just their brain, it's the brain of them and a partner or them and two other students that are in their group. And so it's going to really help them to even start thinking deeper because of what's being shared right there in front of them. And also, it's just really good for social interaction, for social and speaking skills. And all of that does accompany and work alongside writing. When we have that language, when we can start developing those different skills, we can then bring that into the writing block. Now, something that I love doing, and if you have not done this this year or if you've never heard of this before, this is a great implementation to do right before they go on break or to have it waiting for them when they come back. But that is to implement writing buddies. And you can do writing buddies in your own classroom You can pair up with another classroom in that same grade level, or you can pair up with a parallel grade. So if you're in third grade, you can buddy up with a first grade classroom where your student is going to be more of the guide assisting that first grader. Or if you're in third grade, you might want to pair up with a fifth grade classroom where your student is not going to be the guide, but they're going to be able to learn and try things alongside a big buddy. And so that is just a matter of having those conversations. And I would do our buddies one time a week, but sometimes that was not feasible in testing season. So we had to go to every other week bi-weekly, but we would meet for 30 minutes and they would have a task, a writing assignment. And so together what that looks like is both people are writing or both students are brainstorming. Maybe one is working on the illustrations, one's writing one sentence, the next student's writing the next sentence. So it can look a variety of ways, but the whole idea is that writing is now brought into 
this light where it's fun and it's engaging and it's exciting and it's no longer me having to do it by myself at my seat with a pencil and a piece of paper with these feelings of just, I don't want to do it. So that's what is really great for writing buddies as well. If you have questions about that, if you're interested and you just have questions of like what this could look like, please reach out to me at The Literacy Dive on Instagram or email me. I would love to share all the different ways that I have implemented writing buddies. So tip number two is going to be to designate a special place for writing and also for writing materials. Now, when I mentioned special place, it very well could be a special place. I have always had a writing center, no matter if I was teaching kindergarten or fourth or fifth grade, I've had a writing center in every single grade that I've taught. But this is not just like the physical special place, but it could be a special time of day, a place within your day where you can be able to designate this just for writing and just for using these fun materials. And so during that time of day, you do want to, one, figure out what does this look like for you? Is it better when kids first come into the room? Is there a little bit of time before lunch or after recess? Is there a little bit of time at the end of the day before they go home? You have to audit your schedule to see when this could work. But you have to figure out where is a time that I can commit to this. And then you have to put in different activities that are going to lend itself to being a time that students are just going to be looking forward to each day, thus doing the writing. You also can be able to think about all the different types of practices and activities that you want to put into this particular day as well. Now, I will mention that I am going to leave for you in the show notes two links for you to download some free activities that you can be able to try during this exploration of getting your students excited about writing. One of those materials are going to be a set of writing prompts that you can be able to use, and you can find those at theliteracydive.com slash free prompts, F-R-E-E-P-R-O-M-P-T-S, free prompts. And the other set is going to be of some creative writing activities that you can be able to use as well. And you can find those at theliteracydive.com slash sampler, S-A-M-P-L-E-R. And this is going to give you a really good idea of some of the activities that you can begin bringing into your classroom. And you can also use those to test and see how your students do. Something else that I've done that really makes this time special and stand out from other different subjects that we're working on is by using a chime or using music to signal that you are about to transition into this time, and that music can also be used during that writing time. So think about what can I play for the duration of this time, because I know that in my school day, I was not playing music for every single subject the whole entire day. But if you can make this one time of day, this one special place, stand out from the rest, that is what's going to draw your students to this time. So thinking about whenever you play that chime, they know that it's now time to do a little bit of writing, or whenever they hear a certain tune from music, they know it's time to write. Or if you don't use those to get them started, while they're actually writing, you can play some different types of music that can really kind of set the tone for your day. 
So that is another idea that you can do there for tip number two. And my final thing for materials for tip number two is also thinking about the utensils that you're putting in your writing center. Now, I know that there were some materials that were only available in the writing center. So whether students were going to them through stations or whether I was opening up the center for us to do some creative writing time, they would only be used for this time. The Dollar Tree is my best friend for this because there I could get smelly little pens, I could get different types of colorful highlighters, I could get all types of stickers, I could get stencils. I literally could fill up my writing center with the most amazing things for $9 and it would last all year. And so think about what you could bring in there that could get students' creativity going or that could get them just interested or intrigued to get in there to those materials, but then you're linking it with an activity, which is going to be where they're going to get that writing in, but their excitement and interest has already bought them into this idea, and so most likely they're going to now want to explore with whatever writing task they are presented with. Ever wonder why students can't seem to retain those key vocabulary words? Is it a struggle to make vocabulary stick in your students' minds long after the quiz is over? Do you feel like you have run out of creative ways to teach new words? Well, I hear you, and the answer is here. A resource that weaves vocabulary development seamlessly into writing exercises. You can seriously watch your students' word knowledge and writing competence grow together effortlessly and enjoyably. It's truly the dual power approach that you've been waiting for. Enriching vocabulary while polishing writing skills. And now my vocabulary writing prompts are offered by grade level. I know it might sound too good to be true, but if you're curious to experience the transformation firsthand, I want you to grab a free sample compiled just for you. Ideal for second to sixth grade educators, you can now try a tailored vocabulary writing prompt for each grade level. Witness the spark of interest and the growth in your students' writing abilities yourself. You can find this download in the show notes, but you could also head to theliteracydive.com slash vocabulary and download your free sample today. Step into a new world where vocabulary learning is engaging, effective, and exciting. Do not miss out on this opportunity to revolutionize the way that you teach vocabulary. Tip number three is to allow for share time. If you have writers who are not wanting to write, the one thing that those students probably do enjoy is talking or wanting to share out. So kids love sharing, and in order to be able to share, they actually have to write something. You cannot share what you have not done. And so if you are implementing share time on a consistent and regular schedule and your students are going to start to make this connection that, oh, well, if I write something, my teacher is going to pick someone to have to share or three kids to have to share. And if I want to say something to the class, I actually have to do something to be able to present it. And so I love, love, love talking about share time. And I have some different share time ideas that you could be able to do. 
They're very simple, but they just make it to where your students are recognizing and connecting that writers write for an audience because if they're writing just for their notebook and it's being closed until the next day and they never have an opportunity to share it with an audience, they're never going to make that connection and they're not going to want to do what it is that you want them to do, which is writing. They're going to continue on their trend of just not doing the work. So some ideas that you could do for share time. Turn and talk. Now, this is one of the most common strategies, I feel, which is where you just have two students who turn to each other and one person, student A, reads first and then student B will read after student A. So this is very quick, easy. Every student gets to share during this type of share time. Your students can also mix and mingle. Now, this gets them up and moving around, which is also great for your students to walk around, but they will be able to share with two to three different friends. For this one, every student gets to share. It's just going to be more than to just one person. You could do a partner matchup where you are just pairing students by, you know, peanut butter and jelly, macaroni and cheese, A and B, one and two. You can get that idea, but if you do a partner matchup, this is just a little bit more strategic than them turning and talking to the person next to them. They're still going to share to one other person, but it could be somebody completely across the room. I love using a go-around cup, or you might know them as equity sticks, but for this one, it allows one to two students to share every single day, and this method is actually going to call on students at random, and it's going to allow them to share to a whole group. What is important about this strategy is that now your students are speaking to a whole entire group, a bigger audience, but because you are pulling out of a cup... No one student is going to get a second turn before every student has had a turn to be able to share. And so this is going to be really great. You can do this with using popsicle sticks, placing it in a cup and pulling at random, or you can put numbers in a cup. I've cut up numbers on an index card. If your students are assigned by numbers, I've pulled out a number and I've done it this way as well. There are so many other different ideas you can do, and as a matter of fact, now that I'm looking at just like my little brainstorm list, I might just do another separate episode all about different ideas for share time because there are so many, but you get the idea here. Students have to practice speaking into small groups and speaking into large groups because as writers, we write for an audience, and if you are not allowing them that opportunity, they are not making that connection. And honestly, here's the thing. If your students are reluctant or if your students just are giving you a lot of pushback from writing, when they do write, the amount of effort, the amount of just internal struggles and challenges that they had to put something on a piece of paper, we have to give them the recognition that it deserves. And so the share time piece, I am huge, huge, huge about this. Another idea that you can do for share time is publishing parties. This is something that I used to do across all grade levels, K through five, but the publishing parties are really great because as we would be introduced to a new genre and we would successfully walk through the writing process and publish a piece of writing because there's no more getting the prompt and then immediately going into publishing, there's a process we have to follow. And so once we successfully made it through and we have our final pieces, we would celebrate that and we would have a publishing party with light snacks and different students would be reading and we would have those different types of share components. 
it's just a really fun time. But this is a great way to celebrate what your students are doing. And that takes me to this last little idea, which is just celebrating student writing, no matter how little or how much. I'm telling you, think about the student who is not putting anything on paper. When they give you one sentence, that is worth celebrating. And I would make the biggest deal of that because that is going to inspire them to do two sentences and then three sentences and then a paragraph. So we have to celebrate no matter how little or how much they are giving you. Tip number four. This is actually something that I really, really, really enjoy, but it is to write alongside your students. So if you have students who are reluctant and they are not wanting to do the act of writing, the last thing they want to do is to do this task while they're looking at you, checking your email, drinking your coffee, walking around the room. But if you get down there with them, whether it's on the carpet, whether it's at their seats, and you are actually doing it too and having something to bring in, it's going to show them that you're valuing it and that you want to do it too. Now, this is not something that you can probably do daily because it is important that no matter when your students are generating something that you are able to walk around and observe and try to get some feedback on the things that you need to be teaching. But if you can do this practice with them from time to time, It's going to change the game of your students producing and wanting to write during that time frame. When you're doing this, I would always get excited because honestly, I knew how big this was for my students, but I would say, oh my gosh, I know exactly what I'm going to write. I cannot wait to get a clipboard and do this too. And a lot of the time they looked at me shocked because they're like, wait, miss, you're going to do this with us. And so once we can like do this together and show that we are on a team and that I value what my assignments are for them, and I'm going to do them too, it really is a game changer. So show your excitement. It's also going to help you with your growth. It's going to also help you with confidence. So I know that a lot of the time, the teachers that I talk to, they're just not confident in writing or you don't like it yourself. And so if you don't like it and you challenge yourself to do these little activities with your students, you're going to grow. You're going to become more confident to explore new types of writing, to just get something on paper, to try out some new skills, and you all can be able to celebrate together. But also, when it comes to collaboration, I loved being partners with certain students or getting into little groups with the collaboration groups. I loved being a part of that, and the students love it too. So if your students can see you writing alongside them, it's going to show them that there is a purpose to this and that you value it. And so they're going to want to do it because you yourself are doing it too. Really quickly, before I go to tip number five, I just had mentioned something because I was thinking about my own practices, but I said I get down there on the ground with a clipboard. This is something too. Change up where your students can write. I honestly don't care where you write as long as you're writing. So if you have clipboards, if you want to invite students to sit on the ground, on the carpet, to go to a different seat, do it. Because here's the thing. We want to get the product out of them. And if it's going to be the difference of getting them to write when they're on the carpet versus stunting their growth because they're sitting at a desk, then let them sit on the carpet. My students always knew that whenever it's time for assessments, 
the best place for them is going to be at their seats with a privacy folder and we went through that whole ordeal. But if it's not an assessment, they know that they can get in a place where it's comfortable, where it breeds and feeds their creativity. And that is going to be what's best for them and where they have the opportunity to go. No questions asked. Okay, tip number five. Now, if I've lost you, I want you to come back to me because I want you to hear this important, important, important piece. Tip number five, do not focus on revision. Now, I know you're probably thinking, wait a minute, but you said the writing process is so important. What, what, what? Like we can't just go from brainstorming to publish, but here's the thing. Revision is important for your writing block. For the place where you are working on a specific composition as part of your grade level standards curriculum, wherever you are in your pacing guide, and you are applying the writing process to it, that is where you want to focus heavy, heavy, heavy on revision. The reason that you do not want to focus on revision during these small opportunities for just engaging your students in writing is because you don't want to rip apart your students' work, especially if they are reluctant and it took them so much time to get that on their paper. There is a time for that during your writing block. But what you're going to find is that naturally, if you start embedding certain activities or certain prompts that will naturally allow them to do that revision process, they're actually going to end up practicing it. They're just not going to realize they're doing it. So if you don't focus on revision, you're actually allowing your students just to explore the art of writing and begin having this changed relationship with it to where they're now suddenly enjoying this art instead of connecting it to all of these negative emotions. But this is going to allow your students to focus on free writing and to simply put their ideas and text onto a piece of paper. This is also going to be a great form of that brainstorming piece, which is a step of the writing process. Things do not need to be perfectly written for the purpose of this goal and this intention, which is just to get kids to write. So scrap revision, put it out the door when it comes to this time, and just allow your students an opportunity to write. So those are my five tips that I wanted to share with you today. If you are in that in-between season of needing to just get a little bit of more life into your writers. Allow for variety, choice, and collaboration. Designate a special place in your schedule and materials that can be used. Allow for share time to be a natural, consistent occurrence. Write alongside your students and do not focus on revision. Now, really quickly, I'm going to just rattle off three tips that can help you to disguise writing and allow your students to get this writing happening without them even knowing it. Tip number one for this is to use anything other than standard writing paper. I'm talking sticky notes, index cards, colored paper that's cut into halves, construction paper, printable templates, their desks just anything that's away from that standard notebook paper, you want to try to use something that is different. That's going to intrigue them to want to do that writing with whatever it is. Tip number two is going to be to include any type of writing opportunity across your content areas. So this is going to be letting students write as little as a word, a phrase, or a sentence as it connects to a topic that you might be studying. 
Sometimes this looks as easy as I would ask my students after teaching them something in science or something in social studies, something in math, we would have a follow-up type of reflection question, or I would ask just a hypothetical question. And I would have a few students actually speaking their thoughts and sharing out, or I would have them turn and talk so that they can speak what they wanted to say first. And then I would turn and invite them to write it down quickly on a sticky note. And that practice lets them to have that experience with speaking it, getting out the words, but also it's working on that comprehension because it's grade level and content specific vocabulary or content that they're having to engage or interact with. And so it's really important because it serves as a comprehension piece, but then there's always a question or two that I can ask about that lesson that will actually wrap it up and bring it full circle. And that's the time where students would write to tell me whatever it is that I'm asking. And sometimes it's as simple as what one word comes to mind after learning about this topic. And so in this answer, they're only writing one word on a sticky note or one word on their desk. And while it's just one word, there's so much learning that goes into that as they're spelling and thinking about what one word is the best that's going to summarize what I want to say. Or it could be a phrase, or it could be what's one fact that you know, and they're only responsible for writing one sentence. So there's a lot of great ways that you can be able to start including this type of writing opportunity in two other content areas, but it's sneaking it in to where they don't really associate it with an actual writing lesson. And my last tip, which again is not going to be one that's going to surprise you, is daily writing. Because in order to change your reluctant students' feelings, in order to change those students who never want to write, who just have, they dread it, they just, they don't have anything good to say about writing, it's going to give them opportunities where they can change their feelings. And those opportunities come from daily writing. This does not have to be long. In fact, it can be done in as little as three to five minutes, or if you're having them write one word, it might be a minute or less. And so I want to just remind you that we have to begin kind of adjusting our mindset because while the writing block is a longer sustained time for writing, these other opportunities do not have to follow that same structure, and they can be and done in just a few minutes, and they're actually probably most powerful that way. And so again, I have those free writing activities that you can use. You can try to help your students grow in that area. They're in the show notes for you or in your browser. You can type in theliteracydive.com slash. The first link is going to be putting sampler after the slash. And the second one is going to be slash free prompts. And you can't forget about journaling. Daily check-ins or writing about your favorite part of the day, it's a great way to recap and look back on not just the really fun memories that are happening in that school year, but also they can look back at and see the growth of their handwriting. They can see the growth of their spelling based on the more sounds that they're hearing and the more syllable types that they're learning. And that kind of growth is really exciting to see as well. So journaling is something that you can implement. Now, I will say if you do journaling and you do every day write about your favorite part, you might lose some of those reluctant writers because of that recurring same theme. It gets kind of boring for them. So I would suggest that you maybe offer a few different 
areas that they can write about, but journaling is an excellent way for you to get in that daily writing does not take a lot of time and it actually has a lot of benefits for your students. Now, I would like to say that I am an expert of engaging writers, especially those reluctant ones or those who just have a challenging time getting all of their good expressive ideas and all of that full detail and expression onto the actual paper. But I've had a lot of experience and I figured it out and I love being able to nerd out and share about these types of strategies. So what I am sharing does work. However, do not feel like you have to try it all, like you need to try it all at one time. That's just simply not a good idea. But what I do want to encourage you to do is to select one or two focus areas and commit to being consistent with those one or two areas. In terms of resources, if you are ready to dive in and you just don't know what to try, do not forget about those free resources that I put together for you. So head to the show notes, download one or both of those free sets that I have for you, the monthly writing prompts or the set of the daily writing disguise creative writing activities. All of that is there for you to use at your free liberty when you are with your students. So use them now to help you successfully get to your break or plan to use them when you get back for your January return. Either way, they will be there ready for you and ready to engage your students. I will be back next week, but until then, keep diving into literacy. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to click that follow button so you never miss a new episode. And if you are enjoying what you hear, please consider sharing this podcast with a friend. Until the next episode, we can hang out over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive, and you can search The Daily Writing Disguise in your web browser to dive into a stockpile of creative writing activity collections created by me with student engagement in mind. For literacy resources and support, you can search The Literacy Dive on TPT. I'll catch you in the next episode.